Hi, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today we'll be talking about common mistakes in the internet sales department or the BDC at the dealership. For those of you who don't know, the BDC stands for Business Development Center, and that's a common term that's used for a group of people at a dealership who are dedicated to follow up, making calls, sending emails, and trying to set appointments for the dealership. And sometimes they work in the sales department, sometimes they work in the service department, sometimes both. That's typically called a BDC. Some people refer to an internet sales department as a BDC. Generally, internet sales is going to be not only involved in setting the appointment, but also in helping the customer once they arrive at the dealership on the sales side. So that's kind of the difference. But some dealerships use those terms interchangeably, so it's nothing carved in stone. I see some things that happen as I train in different dealerships, and, and some of those are, are just common mistakes, and I just want to talk about a few of those today. It'll be a, a brief podcast. So when internet leads arrive, and regardless of whether it's internet sales or BDC, whoever's responding to those leads, one common mistake that I see is that a response is sent out via email, and that email is generic and it does not address any questions or concerns in the original lead that the customer sent. So when we get leads in the internet department, a lot of times they're just sort of generic. The reason they're kind of generic and they don't have any customer comments is that they click the button on a website and it might say, get a price or see if the car is still available or whatever. And so they don't really have to type in anything, but their contact information hit the button and that lead goes into the dealership. Some people actually take the time in the comments to write a question. Hey, I want to know if this car is available or if you have one in color X. And, and they hit send, and now there's a personalized message to the dealership in that lead. If we take the time to read the lead, we know if that happened or not. If we don't, if we just see a lead arrive and click a button and send out the same first response email template every single time, I don't find that to be as effective. And so... Typically, we can adjust that template we're going to send. We read the lead. We see any questions. We answer those questions or ask questions or both. And then we send the email. On the other end, when the customer receives it, that shows them that we took the time to read the lead. And we answered them personally and didn't send them the same thing we send everybody else. Because I don't believe any customer wants to feel like they're getting treated like everybody else. They want to feel like, it's personal treatment, personal good treatment, because it is. It's their personal purchase. It's it's their car. It's a huge investment. And, and I think they deserve that as well. So that's a common mistake is just not reading the lead. And, and the second mistake right behind that is just sending a generic template email every single time, regardless of the situation. I think sometimes that's OK. If we get a generic lead and we have the perfect template set up to respond and we want to send that out because there are no special questions, maybe that's okay and that works for a lot of stores. But generally, we should be taking the time to read the lead to make sure. And sometimes it's okay to customize the template every single time anyway. And, and one way we could do that, some people say, well, what am I going to say different every single time? Well, it doesn't have to be different every single person. It can just be different every day. For example, today we might put a sentence in there that says, I hope you're having a great Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it is. That shows that the lead was sent out by a human today more than likely. It feels a little bit more personal. Another thing we might could do is mention the weather. 
it's pretty sunny over here on my side of town. How's it look over there? It's just something personal that we take the time to do. It doesn't take very long, but I think it makes all the difference to the customer receiving that first response email. The other mistake I see made, and, and this is something that people feel strongly about. Some dealers really want an autoresponder. When leads come in, they want that lead to get an auto response even during business hours. So what that simply means is you're sending out an email automatically to that customer. And it generally says something like, hey, if you're receiving this email during business hours, somebody's going to call you shortly. And if it's after business hours, somebody's going to call you tomorrow, first thing. Well, duh. <laughs> Why are we saying that? Why are we loading up their inbox with something that's not personal and meaningless? Why are we sending auto responses? I don't even like auto responses at night. If I'm sending you a lead at 11 p.m. my time, and most dealerships in my area close at 9 o'clock p.m. my time, I know you're not going to reach back out to tomorrow. And if you reach back out to me tonight, somebody's probably doing that from home. And I don't really know how professional I think that is. So I appreciate the effort and all, but I don't really want to hear from somebody who should be spending time with their family at 11 p.m. at night and may have even been drinking, depending on what night of the week it is. So I think that's certainly something we should think about. And I think that's a mistake that some people make. Another thing that that can do is send that first email the autoresponder, because of the nature of it, and its spam score, maybe that goes into spam. And now the next email that's real is going to default to spam because it's got virtually the same address on it that it's coming from. And so I've seen that happen as well. Customers start to not get the real emails because they're getting what the computer deems as spam because it's an autoresponder. And there are many ways that many systems now can sort of uh, determine or guess that that first one was an autoresponder and many people prefer autoresponders go in the junk file. So that's just another reason. Another mistake I see a lot is that that first email that goes out, a lot of people are, are on a kick where they say, look, we want to put a picture of the car or a video of the car in the first response. And we want to put two other cars in there, including pictures and links for alternative choices for them, maybe an aged inventory piece that goes in there. And that's what we want to send out first response. That sounds great. And I'm sure it makes a great looking email. But when you start bloating up an email like that with links and videos and big images or image links, that can raise the spam score significantly. And the odds of that as a first email going into their spam folder are much higher in many cases than if it was a plain text email that was pretty plain and simple. So my first response email that I send, I want it to go through the spam filter. And once it go, once you get one that goes through the spam filter, there's a pretty good chance the next one's going to go through as well. But if you send one and it goes to junk, there's a pretty good chance the next one from that same area might go to junk as well. That's just my opinion. Things change on a regular basis. Different companies and different people have their emails set up differently. And, and many CRMs offer you a chance to look at the score of your particular email that you're about to send. But I have tested a lot of those and, and didn't have a lot of faith 
Um, I have actually done some things that when researched, most any person who who does any kind of research or writing about spam filters and things of that nature, there's sort of a core set of rules that you don't want to violate. And I've I've tested various CRMs and seen when I did some of those things it actually lowered the spam score. And I don't I don't think that's right at all. So again, there's nothing carved in stone here, but and people are different, companies are different. But I want my first email that goes out to not be bloated and to be pretty simple and pretty plain. And I want it to I want it to be personal, but I want it to go through to the customer and get past the spam filter. And sometimes that's a little less flashy email. Another mistake along that line that I commonly see made is, is we have someone who's got a big personality in the internet or internet sales department and they've personalized their email with a background picture and a new font and picture themselves and, and a link to this and a video they've recorded for everybody to meet them and all this. And they send that, you know, it's not the team that's doing it. It's not your templates that are set up that way as a whole, but it's one person who's done that. And that person may be experiencing a lot more emails going into spam. And because the other emails from the other members of the team are coming out of that same area, on the internet, they may eventually be marked as spam as well. So I think the first response should be pretty plain. It can look nice, but it's, it needs to be fairly straightforward and we hope it gets through the spam filters. So those are just a few common mistakes that I see made. I just wanted to bounce through those today in about 10 minutes and I think we've done it. So I'm glad you were here. Thank you very much.